Hi, my name is Jamie, and welcome to the One World, One Voice, Your Story Project. We share stories from people all over the world and from all different walks of life. Because here's the thing, no matter where you are on this wild planet, and no matter what journey you have already been on, we all have our own unique story, which brings our own unique perspectives to the table. And you never know who you might inspire or completely transform simply by getting real and sharing your story. And right now, while the whole world is dealing with COVID-19, there are 7 billion people all venturing through on their own unique path. So drop in with us to hear some of these stories. And on that note, sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of The Corona Diaries. Okay, awesome. Um, so to get started, I would love to know who I am speaking with tonight. So if you could tell me, um, what is the date today? Okay, April 29th, 2020. Is it April 29th or is it April 30th for you? It is. Okay, so we're talking to you from the future. Um, <laughs> so yeah, what is your name? How old are you? Um, where are you in the world? So geographically, where are you? And then physically, where are you? And what do you do? Okay, great. So my name is Zala, and I'm 30 years old. Um, I'm from Kazakhstan, but now I live in China. Um, so, and um, I don't know, funny enough, but uh, especially during... Um, how to say, during this quarantine, I just found myself in China. Uh, it's an irony, I think. So I, um, I'm just here for five months. The city is called Hangzhou. So, and I'm, I, I witnessed the quarantine period in China. I couldn't believe that this would happen to me. <laughs> I don't think anyone could believe that this was going to happen. Um, okay, so, and what do you do? So, actually, I'm a translator. Okay, English. you're a translator. Yeah. How many languages do you speak? Um, Russian, English, um, a bit of Chinese, <laughs> Spanish. Cool. Okay. Hablo español también. Pero nada más. Okay. So you are 30. You're living in China right now. What is the name of the city or the town that you're in? Uh, Hangzhou. Hangzhou. And where is that close to any big major cities that I might know? Uh, yeah, it's close to Shanghai. Just one hour by train. Okay, one hour by train to Shanghai, um, and you're supposed to be there for five months. When did you get there? Oh, in November 2019, <laughs> I came to China. Yeah. Okay, now I know why you said the timing was ironic, because my first question for you, by the way, is when was the first time you heard about coronavirus? <laughs> the first time, so actually... I think it was the end of December when the rumors started circulating. But, you know, it was just like rumors and nobody believed. 
I, I uh, didn't believe that it uh, could be like this, like something, something serious or whatever. So it was the first time, but I didn't think about such a uh, such a difficult situation. Yeah. Okay, so end of December was the first time you heard about it, but at the time you still didn't believe, like, no way, like, this can't be as bad as I say. Yes, of course, because it was just rumors, and I tend not to believe rumors, you know, but um, actually then, um, in the end of January, things uh were getting more serious okay and that's when you started to be like whoa these aren't rumors end of january where you were that's where life started to change and things got serious yep but i went to shanghai (laughs) nevertheless because i had tickets and i was a bit scared actually because all people started wearing masks and I couldn't find them. I mean, the masks uh, going to all the uh, drugstores and pharmacies asking for some masks, but nobody had it. Actually, it was a difficult situation. But I went to Shanghai, and what I saw there just scared me a bit because, you know, it's a big city. And in the subway, I couldn't see uh, actually so many people as I should see uh during i mean during my trip in shanghai and i understood hmm so people uh don't go out they wear masks hmm, something serious really serious is going to happen yeah it was just like this <laughs> so what did you do at that point did you cut your trip short did you act normally like what was it like oh. So um, in Shanghai, I found uh, the masks, uh, but like two or three, yes, two, I think. (laughs) And um, yeah, um, my trip was short. And in, I don't remember, I think on 26th of January, I came back to Hangzhou. And... (laughs) Just during the whole quarantine, I used only one mask because I couldn't find any other. I just washed it with soap and put it in hot water. And that's all. Because, yeah, I literally I couldn't find any masks. So it was... I cannot even explain, I even express my feelings <laughs> during this time. You Can I propose that maybe you were scared, terrified, stressed, anxious? Stressed, yep, stressed and anxious as well, because um, when you start checking the statistics, <laughs> you start getting anxious, actually, because, wow, the numbers just are growing uh, nonstop, you know? and um, you you actually you cannot do anything so and when i understood that i cannot do anything with this situation and the only thing i can do is just to accept it 
I just accepted it. And I felt relaxed and okay, I thought. I'm in China. We have this uh, coronavirus, the quarantine due to that. And I cannot do anything. I will just live my life. I have uh, like money to buy food. Um, I have um, an apartment where to live. Oh, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, when was that turning point for you? When did you just decide, okay, I'm going to accept this? I think, um, so the first week I was like anxious and stressed and all the, uh, all the things, but after one week, I think I was just understood that, that it's just pointless and useless to be anxious for what? And was that beginning of February, you think? When was that time period? Yes, yes, yes. February. Okay. And I agree with you. What's the point of, it's not like we can do anything about it. So either accept it and move on and figure out what to do with it, or you can fight it the whole time and be miserable. So, okay. And I'm, that's amazing. I love that you did that. Okay. So it's been almost three months. Um, cause for me it was middle of March. It's been almost two months for me. Um, now you said that you are, you got there in November. It's now April. You're over the five months. Talk to me about that. And by the way, why did you go there? What was the, the purpose of the five months? Um, okay, uh, so before uh, going to China, I lived in Russia for six years in St. Petersburg. Um, it's an amazing city, but you know, uh, the weather is terrible there. <laughs> so, and I was like, oh, I got tired. I, I want something, something new, new life, new adven- adventures, you know, and I decided, why not? I might, um, I can go to China to live there. It's totally different culture um different people and it's so interesting to be a part of this society for just maybe one year yep and um so i came here uh, just because i i think i have a gypsy heart (laughs) i have a gypsy heart i totally get it um which is weird being still in one place so okay you went to China by yourself. You're 30. Did you know anyone or did you just go? No, I didn't know anyone. Just I, I found, yes, I found a job here and um, they, the conditions, um, they just provided to me. I thought, um, I decided that it was okay, everything, I mean, and I accepted the offer. So. And I came here, but I didn't know anyone here. So I, I live alone and I feel, I feel okay. It's not scary. <laughs> Do you think it matters? Okay, back where you're from in uh, Kazakhstan, where, where are you from there? 
in Kazakhstan. Not that I'm going to know. I'm just curious the name of it because I'll look it up afterwards. Okay, so uh, the city I live in uh, is called Pavlodar. Say it again. Pavlodar. 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 Okay. Yep. And how big of a place is it? How many people live there? Oh, um, so I'm like maybe if I if I'm not mistaken, <laughs> because I don't remember the numbers, but approximately like uh, maybe is it a big is it a big city small town what's it like uh, so the population is like three hundred thousand people so it's not so big yeah okay but it's not so small either something in the middle mm-hmm. um okay and when you were living back there were you living with other people were you living on your own too what were you doing there oh now, there I lived with my parents. Okay. <laughs> yeah, is this, but is this the I. The first time you lived on your own? The first time when I lived on my own, it was in St. Petersburg in Russia. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, this is not the first time you've lived alone. Yes, here. Yeah, but in Russia, we speak the same language. I mean, we speak Russian and we have like. Um, more or less the same culture and you can just communicate easily and it's just another experience and in china when you cannot speak chinese when you don't understand the culture and the mentality of people around you you're like outsider you know (laughs) yeah talk to me about that what is it like being an outsider in a country that's in lockdown Oh, so I heard, I heard that um, today some Chinese people, they just um, are very suspicious about foreigners, you know, like they don't like them because of the coronavirus. Uh, They think that uh, the foreigners that come to China, they bring the coronavirus again to the country and all this stuff. But actually living in Hangzhou, I didn't um, experience this um, attitude towards me. I mean, maybe, maybe uh, these cases exist, but I cannot say that um, here people in China just treat me um, in an, how to say, um, in a bad way. So um, everything's okay with me (laughs) so but yeah it's difficult because you you don't understand for example when the quarantine started uh for the first time they they checked your temperature and they just um ask you to write some Mm, personal information and all this stuff you know uh but i didn't understand what they what they wanted from me because i don't speak chinese and i was like what like tim budong tim budong i don't understand so and it was pretty difficult then they just um uh, started using the qr codes instead of all these papers uh the qr codes and I could, I didn't know how to get this QR code. I and I couldn't ask anybody because again they don't understand me. 
because they don't speak English. So it was difficult. In this situation, you have to communicate with people because they ask you, um, they check your temperature, they ask you to show your QR code and so on and so forth. So you have to communicate with people, but you don't understand. And it was pretty difficult because, um, you know, it's sometimes it's even with gestures, it's difficult to, to, to explain what you want. But yeah, I think that um, every difficult situation actually is okay. We can grow and we can um, learn <laughs> and um, just take it easy because you know in china i understood one um i don't know philosophical point you know uh, just take it easy it's china take it easy it's okay don't stress out too much it's china we are different and that's all <laughs> what does that mean I've never heard that like before. I I would never expect that that's what the culture is like there. No, actually, many people say that China is just something like just another planet. No, actually, China is China. China is um, uh, has its government and so on, like any country in the world. But the culture, the culture, we are different in this way because um how to explain we are more direct you know if i want for example to invite you somewhere i will say oh let's go to 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 the park or to the cafe or whatever whenever so um and um it will mean exactly oh, what i mean just to go out to some place and in China they are more indirect I mean they just don't want to offend you and they may invite you but it doesn't mean that they invite you for example just an example yeah um, and you you don't understand whether they invited you for real or it's just not to offend you oh it's like you know it's difficult and also um, as for their mentality, they also, uh, there's, there's an expression uh, like uh, Chinese people, they don't, don't want to lose their faces, you know? If they are mistaken or whatever, they don't want to accept it because they don't want to lose uh, their face in front of you and they will just continue with their point of view even if they understand that it's not that is not correct or whatever and you will be guilty in the end so it's just mm, peculiarities of their culture and mentality and the only thing you can do if you are in china is just to accept it and just okay they are just they have their own culture and mentality i'm okay with that whatever <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's it's i mean like you said about the coronavirus either you accept it or you're frustrated the whole time right and that's not enjoyable yeah. um okay what do you 
I mean, I'm like you said in the beginning of this, you never expected that you were going to go there and have your experience be that you were going to be in quarantine basically the entire time that you were there. Yeah. Are you happy that you're there or would you prefer to be back home right now? Where do you oh, think no, you're better? I'm happy. I'm happy because I think I live the best, the best uh, experience in my life. Because, you know, uh, if I weren't in this situation, I wouldn't understand that I'm, um, that I'm a strong person, that I can, um, that I can survive <laughs> in any situation, uh, even if I don't know the language. And actually, um, China gave me some, you know, precious ideas and pre precious thoughts. I mean, about my future, about what I really want, about um, uh, the fact that maybe I want to have my own business and the ideas of how to um, uh, to create it. So I had so so much time to think, not um, in a how to say. Um, in a constructive way, yep. Uh, not about some negative things, but about some positive things that are waiting for me in the future because um, everything will go back to normal. It's just inevitable. Um, we just need to wait. That's why I'm happy. <laughs> I mean, what you said is so beautiful and I'm happy for you. I mean, how cool to like get a lesson where you get to learn how strong you are and that you can trust yourself and depend on yourself and love yourself and you know you got this. I mean, how many people are killing to know that about themselves? Because a lot of people don't. And that's amazing. What a beautiful lesson. And that you're taking the time to really figure out what you want for yourself in the future and the business. Um, I really want to know what that is for you. Um, but before we go there, I want to ask you a couple questions. So you're saying you have all this time now, you're at home, but you went to China for a job. What was that job? So um, I work as a manager here. So it's like, you know, um, uh, cr uh, the company creates some applications for children to learn English. So, and I just help them with the ideas of how to um, make it better or useful or whatever. Just like a product manager. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and were you working in an office or were you working remotely? In a, in an office. Yeah. Okay. When did that shut down? When did you stop going uh, into the office? Um, after the Chinese New Year. It means uh, in the end of January. So Before you uh, went to Shanghai? Before. Uh, so um, I went to Shanghai during the, this vacation. I mean, the Chinese New Year. And after I came back, uh, I was told that we um, 
we would be on the quarantine and that we couldn't work. So, and uh, oh, uh, so you weren't even you weren't even given the option of working from home. Yes, because uh, but they just pay for my apartment and just give me some money for food, and it's pretty enough. So then it's okay. <laughs> oh, they're still paying for your apartment and paying for your food. Yeah. Okay, and you don't have to work. Yeah. <laughs> but you also don't have to worry about money. Uh, so actually, I um, don't worry about this thing. And I also have my freelance job uh, translating. So I'm pretty relaxed about it. <laughs> okay, and do you do that online? Um, yeah. They just send me some documents, and I translate and send them back. Okay, cool. So you don't even have to talk to anybody. You're literally just reading documents and typing and translating. Okay, that's yeah. a pretty awesome gig. I always said if I could have <laughs> any superpower in the world, it would be to speak every language. It is a massive gift. Mm -hmm. Um, and wow, yeah, you can get so many jobs that way. That's amazing. Okay, cool. So you have to worry about money. Now, you said you're 30 years, and by the way, I think that you, what you answered about being in China and why you're grateful to be there, like, I love that answer. And I'm just really curious to know, like, you know, I imagine you're talking to your family back home in Kazakhstan. Mm -hmm. Are they in quarantine too? Yep, yep, they are in quarantine, and um, <laughs> as, in, as, uh, as far as I know, the situation is a bit difficult there, because, you know, uh, due to the coronavirus, or thanks for the coronavirus, we can see the whole, like, picture, I mean, um, uh, whether the economy of the country is prepared, whether the country is prepared itself for such emergency. And yeah, it's a bit difficult there in Kazakhstan. It's a bit difficult in a lot of countries. But you know what? I hear yeah. it's actually pretty okay in China. You're the second person I've talked to in China. <laughs> what do you think? Oh, I think that um, in China, they just. Mm, they quickly responded and you know people they if they were told to stay home they stayed home I mean they obey uh, the rules but as as far as I know in many countries people just go out they don't uh, don't uh, just um, like don't obey the rules whatever but here it was strict. The quarantine was strict. Now it's like more relaxed, the situation. You can go out uh, whenever you want. But during the quarantine, you could go out only once per three days. And I, I tried to go out only one uh, time per week. <laughs> so, and just to buy food. And they just, uh, how to say, um, uh, 
they spy on you because of these QR codes. Actually, they know about all your movements. <laughs> so, and I don't know. Uh, they are more organized, maybe. I don't know, actually. But yeah, now it seems that the situation gets better, better and better. Because uh, I know some dance school, and yesterday the government just um, permitted them to have some parties and starting from the 4th of may they will have uh, some uh, they will give some classes so it means that the life here goes back to normal do you think that it really will go back to normal do you think people are going to be not be scared to be in groups do you think what do you think it's going to be like um, how do you feel so I'm a bit scared, of course, because, you know, um, um, you read the news and you know that there are some uh, cases without any symptoms and all this stuff. And you, you think about it, of course. Uh, of course, I, I'm thinking about the situation. So, and um, a bit scared. And I'm pretty sure that all people will be a bit scared but it will just pass with the time i mean um, of course we need some time to feel normal again <laughs> but it will be it will happen at last i hope so i really yeah. hope so um i mean you said that things are going back to normal now are you going out I go out, but I'm a bit, I understood that I'm a bit too lazy. <laughs> I'm, I'm too lazy to go out every day, even if I can go out. So, so you were like that uh, before the quarantine? What? Sorry. Were you like that? Were you like that before the quarantine? Um, to, to go out? Mm-hmm. Mm, yes. And especially here, because it's a new city, a new country, and I wanted to know and to see as many as many places as possible. But yeah. Do you um, think I guess what I'm asking is that is that laziness an effect of the quarantine? <laughs> Are you comfortable maybe inside I now? Because I'm asking maybe I can. even myself. <laughs> I don't really want to go anywhere like I know that they're going to start opening up stores and stuff again in a week but it feels weird kind of to think about going out so I don't know that's why I'm asking you like how do you feel yes yes and I understand so actually maybe I had a bit of laziness before but the quarantine impacted <laughs> impacted this um this feeling I mean because during the quarantine you understand that you even don't have any option, you just have to stay home. And sometimes you can like, mm, okay, I'm, I'm, uh, I will stay home because of the quarantine, not because I'm too lazy <laughs> to go out. Yeah, the quarantine impacted. <laughs> yeah, now it's like, so when you say that, you mean, I'll stay home because of the quarantine, like it's a nice excuse, like you don't have to go out, but you don't really want to go out. 
but you're still uh, in a new country that you've barely gotten to explore. I want to go out, uh, but uh, firstly, when the things were just starting to get better, uh, I were a bit scared to to go uh, to how to say by subway to take subway because there are many people and I was a bit scared because of it. I didn't uh, go um, somewhere far by subway. But now, as I can see, in our city, um, I think we don't have any, any other cases, any new cases, and uh, there are no infected people. Um, and now I feel more excited about going out and take subway yeah okay. and explore <laughs> okay so it's getting better for you yeah okay okay that's good that's really good um yeah you know this is a question that i ask everyone and i'm very curious to know your opinion on it because you see things starting to get better and go back to normal so mm -hmm. things really kind of started changing at the beginning of february as we discussed it's been like three and a half four months no, it's been four months. It is the end of April. It's crazy. April 20th, April 30th for you. Um, if you could predict the future, Alia, Alia? Yeah. Alia, how do you say your name? Alia? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Alia. If you, Alia, if you could predict the future, when are we getting out of this? And I mean the world, right? Because, and by the way, actually, before you even answer that question, being in China, where it all began, did you think that it was going to spread to the world? Did you ever think it was going to become what it is now? Because by the way, being not in China, hell no. We certainly didn't think it was going to get everywhere. Everyone that I've talked to that's outside of China, it doesn't matter if they're in the U.S., if they're in South Africa, they're in Spain or they're in Italy. No one thought it was coming to them. Actually, <clears throat> It's my first experience, uh, and I, I actually, uh, I didn't, I didn't think that it, uh, it would reach other countries, so many countries, and um, the situation will be like, uh, just like a global issue for all the countries. I no, actually, I didn't think, I didn't think that it would be like this. I couldn't predict this. Couldn't. <laughs> Why do you think it happened? Why it happened? Mm, just because maybe, um, because maybe um, some countries. Like, do you think that China reacted properly? Do you um, think it's their fault? I mean, not that I'm trying to blame, place blame, and I don't think that's fair. I'm just curious because you're there. Like, could there have been any way to stop this? I, I really don't think so. So know that I'm just asking the questions because I'm curious. So actually, I just compared this situation with the situation of 2003 when uh, also they had like some coronavirus outbreak in China. SARS? Yep, yep. It's also the one of the types of coronavirus. And I checked the numbers and I saw that 
this coronavirus, the novel coronavirus, is more like contagious because the numbers just are different. Um, and, you know, um, seeing this, like, yeah, understanding that this coronavirus is pretty contagious, is very, very contagious. And uh, taking into account, account this fact that people didn't um, close the borders. I mean, the government, the countries, they didn't close the borders and they didn't restrict um, the, um, how to say, the movement <laughs> of people. Um, maybe because of it, people were just flying here and there and just spreading this virus. Mm, I think that just because nobody, mm, for the first time, nobody understood mm, the, the severity of the situation. And maybe, I think maybe even in China, but I think that actually it was impossible to just to prevent the situation because even it's not difficult to, oh, it's, not, it's not easy for the government to close the borders right away, to stop the flights right away. So now we have these consequences and the better way, I think maybe we just should uh, think how to live with these consequences because now we cannot just uh, go back and just correct our actions. Oh, totally. There's nothing we can do now. It is what it is. I do think it's interesting to think about because a lot of people say, you know, this isn't going to be the last time something like this happens. So what do we do mm. moving forward? We can learn, right? We can look back and learn. Um, but I agree at this point, we have to deal with it. It's here. So let's accept it. So back to my question. When are we getting out of it? If you could predict the future. Mm, actually, hmm, what an interesting question. <laughs> um, I think I, I wouldn't change anything because even if I knew the future, I think it's not good to uh, interfere <laughs> with the future. I mean, things should go just like they have to go. And it's okay. It's our, it's our life. And we just should accept all the um, situations that happen to us and learn. Learn from them and, and just take it easy, really. Take it easy. Because, you know, if I, if I were asked about it like 10 years ago maybe i would be more um, stressed uh, more anxious and i would think about some negative things and all this you know depressed and everything but now i'm just a new person <laughs> and i developed this uh feeling of you know of uh 
of relaxing and taking it easy and accepting, accepting, yeah. How? How'd you become a new person? Oh, it took me a long time, a long time. So actually, and um, so many things happened to my life and some of them were not, um, were not pretty happy, you know, um, but any, just any people, uh, any person can say that. But um, the most important thing is how you, it's not what happened to you, but how you react to what happened Absolutely. to you. We don't get to decide what happens to us, but we do get to decide our response and our actions and our attitude. I love that. Yes. And of course, I just um, talked to my psychologist. So I think that in such situations, we really have to um, to address some specialists. You know, uh, maybe we some of us don't have this. Um, um, I don't know how to say it, the culture of addressing to specialists that we are afraid, we are scared, we think we feel like uncomfortable. Uh, we think it's better to talk to friends and. It's okay. Now, when you want to change something in your life, you should start um, working with uh, just um, with a specialist. I think so. <laughs> and it's okay. Nothing, nothing bad. I think. I agree. It's I love hearing you say. I mean, okay. I don't love hearing you say that because I wish that people were comfortable talking about mental health and getting help. And by the way, I don't think you need to have a problem to, to speak to a specialist. It's nice to have somebody that has no attachment to your life, no agenda, no nothing. And just talking to you as a third party, you know, um, it's yeah. really, and to just listen to you. That's nice at any time. But in the U.S., and it's actually pretty relevant to the coronavirus, you know, we don't talk about mental health enough. It exists. Mm -hmm. We're a country and a society full of anxious, stressed out, depressed people. It's terrible. And the coronavirus elevates that. Unless you choose to take yourself on, I feel like you and I are very, your vibe attracts your tribe. I truly believe that from all over the world. And you're a beautiful person. You have many of the same feelings that I do uh, about acceptance, staying in the present moment. Um, and that is where pure bliss exists. Only when we think about the past or future do we start to get stressed or anxious or worried. Yes, that's true. Um, <laughs> but anyway, um, what do you think about, I mean, you sound like you are, I mean, I'm beyond, I'm so inspired by you because you just Ooh. sound so joyful and light and happy. Like I can feel that from you. It doesn't sound like <laughs> words. How did you get there? I mean, you're almost four months into quarantine and you're mm -hmm. still feeling awesome. What would, you say yeah. to, what would you say to all the people out there that are really having a hard time with this? So, actually, I understand people who, for example, who lost their jobs due to the coronavirus and they cannot... Um, they cannot do anything. They are anxious about the situation. And um, yeah, it's difficult. It's difficult to 
to just advise something to these people because I am not in their shoes, you know. And um, but the only thing I think, in, instead of being anxious and worried and spend our precious time on just being anxious and worried and stressed and everything. I think we should just come down and uh, just to think, what can we do? I mean, how can we change our, our uh, situation in the family or in our personal life? How can we get a new job? What can we do? Maybe we can, maybe we have any, uh, like, um, how to say it, skills, yep. And I, I'm pretty sure that everybody has skills to do something and to, you know, to have, it's just um, like, I don't know, their own business or whatever. Uh, everybody knows how to earn money but we forgot about it we forgot about skills about our knowledge about everything due to their routine everyday routine we get up we go to work we return we go to bed we forgot that we have everything that we have everything to make our life better and now during the quarantine we have so much time to think and i wish uh, all people could think about this time like an opportunity to develop yourself to get better and not to be stressed not to be worried not to be anxious not to um how to say um not to be too uh dramatic i mean i always have this feeling that um, notwithstanding this the situation uh everything will will be will be great in our lives because we are here to to live to enjoy to learn and just to to live our lives in a in a better way we we can do that yeah something like this <laughs> from the bottom of my heart (laughs) and and you're right it's like I mean I've said it before you're sending a beautiful beautiful message and you know what we do have we have all the knowledge of the whole universe the collective consciousness within us we have all the answers will you take the time to figure them out to remember to do the digging and do the work we'll see I hope so many people do because I think if they do we could have a whole new world you never know. There's a lot of opportunity here for a fresh start in a lot of regard. The global economy is changing. Um, so we'll see what happens. Now, this is another question that I ask everybody. So, of course, I have to ask you too. Mm-hmm. When we do look back at this, and like you said, you don't want to predict the future. Just let it happen how it's going to be. So I get that. But at some point, we will be out of this, like you said. When that happens, and you know, this is happening to the whole world, who are we all going to look at or who are you going to look at? What do you think as the country that handled this the best and who failed? Hmm. Mm. Actually, it's a tough question. 
I don't, um, how to say, um, I don't read the news every day, you know, and I'm not pretty aware of, uh, of this uh, topic. That's fair. <laughs> but, okay, okay, let me ask you a different question then, unless you want to answer it. You want to answer that question? <laughs> I, I, I would like to answer this question, but I don't know what to say because I'm not aware of the whole situation. I don't read the news. It's, okay, got uh, it's it. A but good, yes. Go ahead. It's a good point not to be stressed, not to read the news. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It definitely helps. It definitely makes a difference. But there's also an argument to say there's something about being aware too, right? And knowledgeable. I go, I go back and forth. There's a week where I read the news like crazy and then I shut it off for a month. You know, it just <laughs> depends on the moment for me. Um, okay. I'd like to ask you a different question then that I asked today to the first time for the first time to somebody else. And it was actually because I'm starting to do it, these interviews from a business perspective, which is really interesting. <laughs> but like we said, the global economy is changing. What industry do you think just is never going to recover from this? And what industry do you think is like going to completely take off after this? Oh, mm. so as far as I can see from the situation in, in Russia or in Kazakhstan, so many like, small and medium businesses just were destroyed actually uh, because um, like you know like uh, restaurants uh, all these all these fears uh, where people just communicate where people go like which is connected with people with society um, they just suffered a lot and um it's it's even difficult to predict whether all of them will be um, able to get up and to survive in this situation uh, but actually and i also see that um it's a good it's it's a good time for you know some uh, people who have uh, uh like um trainings online trainings online classes whatever online everything they they have <laughs> they have their money because people continue buying some uh, trainings um maybe to to just to get relaxed or whatever but or some people just buy some classes like they want to study some i don't know languages or whatever so online business uh will just i think rise uh and um, yeah maybe it, this is a point when we should understand that um online business uh that um it has the future <laughs> yeah it absolutely is the future you got to be able to do it online and 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 ver everything virtually and remotely. Otherwise, you will not survive after something like this. I agree completely. Yeah. Um, cool. 
So my last question for you, um, and then you can share anything else that you'd like is, you know, you've mentioned your own personal positive things, which I think are great. I also think that an unfortunate truth is that sometimes it takes total darkness to see the light. You know, when tragedy happens, that's when the human spirit shines the most. Um, and good things come out of this and they're happening to the planet, not just with people. And I'm curious to know from your perspective in China and also maybe from your family in Kazakhstan or the world, like your family communities, I don't know, what good are you already seeing come out of this and what good do you think is going to come out of it? What good? Okay. So, um, maybe we just, um, I think um, what is the most important, we, I think most of us will understand that we should um, live in the moment and value every, every, every minute we have uh, in this life and value every minute we have uh, with our families. And we are going, I think, to understand that what is the most important is just um, how to say um, is just to be sincere with ourselves and um, and um, how I'm so <laughs> excited <laughs> so and um, you know uh, the time like there's a phrase that people think that time will come the time just goes goes away uh, every day and in this situation i think we, we will understand it that we should value and catch every moment yes and and mm, be with our family members and call them every day because it's very important because you don't you don't know what what can what will happen and you should catch these moments, these precious moments with your family members, even if calling via Skype or whatever. Beautiful. I love it. it basically, <laughs> like what I got from that is it's about loving, loving yourself, loving the people in your life, loving community, loving life, and just slowing down, going back to basics, being grateful and being present. And I love that. Yeah, what a beautiful, what a beautiful message to share, Alia. Like, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, thank you. Now I know that you wanted to come and do this interview. Is there anything that I didn't ask you, or that you came in here like really wanting to share? I want to make sure that you get to say everything you need to say because the floor. If there's anything else you want to say, now is the time. Oh, actually, you just. Mm, how to say you asked uh the questions i really i, I i'm really i was really happy to answer and to um, you touched the topic i really wanted to talk about and actually i think i just shared everything i wanted to say um i'm really i feel really excited that i just uh, found your account on instagram and we uh, just cooperated in such an amazing way. So I'm thankful for this opportunity. And I want to thank you because you are also, you just, I think you are a positive person and uh, I love your personality really. Um, 
so thank you thank you thank you oh my gosh <laughs> thank you so much really i'm so glad you found me too and i'm so glad you reached out have you ever reached out to a random person like this before on instagram and done something like this no actually it's my first experience <laughs> wow and what made you decide to do it um i don't know i just um i saw your account about the coronavirus and i watched some videos and i thought hmm what a wonderful idea then i saw your personal account and i looked through the stories and um I saw that you visited uh, many countries and you, that you like traveling and I also like traveling and I like this, you know, this wanderlust spirit in you. So I, I thought, wow, it's amazing. And yeah, that's why. <laughs> I love that. Thank you so much. And I asked that question because, gosh, what are you, the third? I think you're the third or fourth person from the Instagram that I've interviewed, but you're mm -hmm. the first person I've asked this question. I want to keep asking it because you have no idea what an honor and privilege it feels like to have a complete stranger send you a message saying something about what you're doing or you, I mean, cause you're saying it without saying it is making me feel comfortable enough to reach out to you to say, yeah, yeah, I'm going to get, I want to share my story with you. Let's do it. So I want to know what that is because it really is an honor. I mean, I've had, you, you have no idea the stories of people that, that reach out and some of them don't even respond to do the interview. Most of them do, but they like write me this whole story and I think they just need to get it out. I don't know. I think people want to be heard sometimes or like have a safe space, but I love that. And it makes total sense went to my personal and saw all of that. That makes me so happy. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the One World Your Story podcast. If you enjoyed hearing this story and you wish to hear more, make sure you subscribe to us on iTunes and YouTube. And of course, follow us on Instagram at One World Your Story. From all of us here at the One World Your Story podcast, we are sending you so much joy and love. Have a wonderful rest of your day.